0: Hey there, it's your girl, Andrea Griffin-Rogers. Don't you think it's high time to wake up to some healing? To be revived from brokenness to wholeness and from pieces to peace? Well, I do. So come and join me at the Can I Get a Favorite Podcast. Enjoy it. Hey, guys. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so glad that I get to share another message with you. Child, this is, this is a hot one. This is a hot one, baby. I talked about this yesterday. Um on the uh last podcast episode and i thought that was going to be it and god said "Uh uh-uh nope i'm not done you're gonna have more to say and child let me tell you it took everything in me yesterday to just cut y'all off when i did i know it ran a little longer than my usual episodes but i mean the holy spirit really was just moving and just flowing and it was a message i believe for some People definitely somebody out there that needed to hear that message to know that iron sharpens iron and that there are going to be some decisions that you will have to make in order to elevate and go and grow and become into the person God has always destined and created you to be. And so today's message actually is kind of like part two off of that particular message um, and I'm gonna call this one I can't stay here I can't stay here Whatever you're here is God is saying it's time for you to rise up because where you are even if you think you're at your highest level God's saying uh-uh baby I got higher for you I have more in store for you so I, you can't stay there any longer it's time to come up let us pray Spirit of God, we come to you right now, I just want to say thank you for allowing us this opportunity to just check in with your Holy Spirit and to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. Speak, Lord, your servants are listening. May we become all that you have equipped, anointed, and always knew that we could be, Father God. We think we know ourselves, but God, we know that you know us better than we know ourselves. Lord, help us to develop into who you've always created us to be may you get the glory honor and praise from our lives help us to make decisions with wisdom to speak in spirit and truth to make moves in love and to know god that wherever you are moving us any people that you are shifting out of our lives it is to produce glory out of our lives it is for good and not for harm and so father god give us the peace. That surpasses all understanding as we partner with the Holy Spirit to make the necessary changes in our lives so that we may become that healed, whole, and set-free self that you have always intended for us to be. Thank you, Jesus, for being Jesus. Thank you for sacrificing so that we may become healed, whole, and set-free. This I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys. So today's message about I can't stay here. Like I said, it piggy, piggyback, excuse me, off of yesterday's message, and it's about understanding the concept of the scripture in Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen that says iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. And some of you guys may be in friendships that are no longing, no longer, excuse me, serving that purpose. You have a longing in your life that says, I want new friends, or I want my friends to be different, or I wish my friends would support me in this area, or, you know, there's just something missing in your friendship groups. It's something stale there that that's making you kind of feel stagnant and just, I don't know, just comfortable. you just like, ugh, you know, like your, it's like your old pair of jeans that, you know, you done got them just right, they fit you just right, but it doesn't really flatter you the best way possible it doesn't give you your best shape they're just comfortable to put on and a lot of you are in friendships like that where the friendship is just comfortable it's comfortable to put on you know the person you've had time with the person you've gotten to um you know some years have passed with that person and some life experiences so they're just comfortable but they're no longer pushing you to be your best self and so if you're in that place and this word ain't gonna be for everybody but for those that is us four, if you find yourself in that place, that comfortable place with your friendship groups, then God is saying to you today, you can't stay there any longer. You know it. You know it in your heart. You know that you know that you know that I can't stay here no more. I'm tired of the same conversations we keep having. I'm tired of the same arguments we keep having. I'm tired of going to the same places we go to. I'm just tired. And child, when you get tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired, you make choices and your choices could be either to stay or to go, to move or to be stuck. The choice is yours, but God wants to move you to better. The choice is that you have to make the decision that says, I want better. It's nothing wrong with those people. You know, not not all of them may be, may be bad people. It just means the season has passed. The time has passed. And it's time for you to move on. You enjoyed each other during the time that you knew each other. But everything is in seasons. We learned that in Ecclesiastes 3. For every time, there is a season. For everything under the sun, there is a season. And so... You may just be in that place in your friendship group where you're like, you know what? Ayo, bruh, the season has ended. I'm sorry, but it's time to move on. I can't stay here. It's no longer serving me any purpose or value. It says in Ecclesiastes 4, verse 9 through 10, two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed. If one person fails or falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple-braided cord is not easily broken. And so as you say about Andrea... If you're saying that God is saying that I need to end my friendships, but you just read that scripture in Ecclesiastes that says two are better than one and three can't easily be broken, then how sweet does that work? I mean, come on, come on, it don't it don't make sense, child. Listen, if it don't make sense, but it makes faith, as I always say. What I'm saying is that you may be in a circle that is no longer propelling you forward is no longer helping you succeed is no longer reaching out to help you pull you up to be your best self they're no they're no longer getting you out of trouble and are actually the ones getting you into trouble they're no longer willing to fight with you to conquer what your demons or your battles or whatever you're trying to conquer in your life they're they're helping you stay there that's what i'm saying those that are helping you stay there that are not pushing you forward, propelling you, helping you up, helping you become your best self. They're the ones keeping you stuck. Those are the ones that God is saying you can't stay here any longer. It's time to ascend. It's time to let them go and trust that even though you may be going into a season that you don't know nothing about, That's a little scary because you can't see through at the end of the tunnel. You don't know if you'll come across other friends. Trust in the process and the God that says, I sent friends to you in the first place. I sent them to you in the season that you needed them, but now they serve their purpose. So now I have new friends for you in another season. You just have to trust that I'm telling you to move and move where I'm telling you to go. You know, when I think about my own situation, there were friendships that started with me, my Joe Wilderness season. Some friends went back child to childhood. Some friends were college friends. And then there came a time where God said it's time for this to end. And there were some friendships that I didn't want to end. I didn't see it coming. And there was something that I kinda knew was coming. You know, as I talked about in yesterday's podcast, I knew they were coming because things just started to get stale. You know, I knew that the season that we were in was only meant to be in that season. But We tried to transition to another season and hope that it would work in that season. And it didn't. Unfortunately, it just became stale. And unfortunately, we, dare I say, probably got on each other's nerves. You know, she wasn't living up to, one particular friend, was living up to the potential that I wanted in a friendship. And I don't think that I was serving her anymore either. And so it just came time where we both just kind of fell off. And I thank God, nothing wrong with her. She's not a bad person. We just came to an end. We just came to a bypass, a, a fork in the road, if you will, that said, we can't go any further. Like, it, we've grown as much as we can grow in the season that we've been a part of each other's lives. But it's time to make that shift, make that move to end this friendship. You know, there were some other friends that I tried, even when God was moving them out my life, Child, I try to, you know, reconfigure things and fix things. And baby, let me tell you something. When God closes a door, no man can open it. You can try all you want to budget through. and You might get a crack open, but it's not going to open fully. It's a crack. And even then, you don't want no crack because crack smell, okay? <laughs> Come on, somebody. You don't want that mess, okay? The door is closed. Let it go, baby, and move on to the new friendships that God is bringing into your life there were some friends that God closed the door on me or rather told me to close the door and gave me the right words to end that season appropriately and we ended it amicably and it wasn't easy it was a friendship that was very dear to my heart and I didn't understand at the time why God was ending it because to me it's like it was a good friend like God this is a good thing But as I always talk about, is it a God thing? It could be a good thing, but it may not be a God thing. And so I talked about in the first kingdom principle of adopt it if you say so principle. We have to learn to adopt it if you say so in all things. That if God is saying, let that thing go, let that friendship go, make that move I'm telling you to make. Then a God, if you say so. Because he knows what he's doing. He knows where he's taking us. He knows what's up ahead. Things that we cannot see. Even the friendships that or the relationships that we think, oh, they're supposed to be happily ever after. And God is saying no. Because I know a new season is coming, whether it be in your life or that person's life. And they're going to fall off or they're not going to be able to handle it. And there's going to be turmoil and that you're not going to be able to deal with. That, that could possibly potentially ruin you. Or defeat you. And God doesn't want you to be defeated. He says his plans are to prosper you and not to harm you. And so if his plans are not to harm us, then we have to trust that if he's saying let it go, it's for a purpose. And he's going to bring us better. Not saying that, that person was bad, but that there's better up ahead. Sometimes you have to let things go, just like an old pair of jeans. Let the old pair of jeans go for a new pair. You don't know what's in store for you until you let go. Another scripture I want to give you is Proverbs 27, 6. And it says, wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. You don't know if that friend that you are holding on to, that relationship that is no longer serving purpose, that is not going to end in marriage. You don't know if that person is going to one day become your enemy. That today is all lovey-dovey. Tomorrow, it's the little rocky shores. And then the next day might be drowning you. You don't know what's up ahead, but God does. And so if he's saying it's time to end this thing, it's because he knows what's best. He knows what's going to save you headache and heartache. I mean, come on, think about it. How many times have you made choices or decisions that you knew there was red flag alerts all over the place? And yet you was like, no, I'm just going to push through. I'm going to just try it anyway. And you tried it and it failed or didn't work out or you found yourself shipwrecked. And you're like, darn it. I wish I would have listened to my first instinct. Well, that first instinct that told you not to go. The one that you say, oh, I just wish wish I would listen to my conscience. That was God's Holy Spirit. Beckoning you to do the right thing. To go the right way. Because he knew what was up ahead. He knew you would be shipwrecked. He knew you would be hurt. He knew that that wasn't the right person for you. So when he was telling you, don't do that. Don't call that person. Don't text back. Don't go there. Don't even glance at that person. Don't accept that letter. Don't accept that call. It's because he knew what was in store for you. God doesn't want limited for you. He wants the best for you. But it's in operating in his kingdom principles. It's about seeking first him, as it says in Matthew 6, and living righteously, which means living in the right standing of the father and the way he's telling you to live. Then everything else will be added unto you. But you got to do those things first. Seek him first and live in the way he's telling you to live. Because he knows what's up ahead. He's not telling you to live a boring life. He's trying to get you to live your best life. Your best life that says that even if you suffer some things, even when you come against trials... You won't be defeated in it because I'm with you. I have you and I'll keep you in perfect peace. I'll give you strategy to get out of that. But when you don't and you want to do it in your own strength and in your own timing and with your own limited thinking. Because our ways are not his ways and our thoughts are, high, are not his thoughts. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so is God's ways higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. As This in is Isaiah 55. And so if he's higher than us, then it means he sees above and beyond what we can see. So you think that this friendship, because right now what you could see today is fine, but you don't know what tomorrow brings. You don't know what that relationship tomorrow brings. And for some of you, as I talked about in yesterday's podcast, you have some dead in relationships that are not going to go where you want it to go it's not going to end in happily ever after it's not going to end in marriage because it's not the person who god had in store for you but you became complacent and comfort and stuck in the stalemate that you said well it seems to be taking a little too long so i'ma just stay here i'ma just make this person work i'ma just you know go ahead and shack up with this person or settle for this person even if they long distance even if it's you know a situation that I can't get to all the time i'm or you know even if it's i'm a side piece well i'll just settle for that at least it's something it's better than being single baby do you know how sad that sounds and i know because i used to live it child i used to be like well at least it's better than being single i used to be that person that wanted to be with somebody i was afraid to be alone Because to me, being alone meant loneliness, and it meant me facing some demons or some issues of my past that I was running away from. And so, in order to not have to deal with that silence that meant I had to face me, I'd rather be with somebody else. Even if they weren't treating me well, even if I knew they weren't the best person for me, even if we didn't want the same things, even if we weren't moving at the same pace, and I was an ox and they were a donkey. I was still trying to drag a donkey along, trying to hope that they would one day become an ox. Not realizing until so it was too late that I just sank four years in this relationship that was going nowhere. I just had to go through. I talked about in a relation in um, a podcast um, a while ago about identity. I went through this relationship and engagement and everything, but found myself pregnant and all, just to find out you didn't want kids. And now I'm dealing with your emotional and verbal abuse and your harassment from you and your friends. And now I am faced with the decision that I had to make of getting an abortion and dealing with the emptiness I felt afterwards because of what I had to go through. My, I would have saved myself so much heartache and pain had I listened to the Holy Spirit that said when the when I first saw that person, red alert, red alert. That's not the person for you. Don't even, don't even bother, don't even entertain that because that is going to end in hardship. That's going to end in heartache and pain. But I didn't listen. I thought, well, I could just, well, I mean, on paper, this person looks like potential. Oh, well, they're saying the right things. And so maybe I'll get that Disney happily ever after moment. And then it turned to that because I was not listening to what the person was saying they wanted. I was getting caught up in my own emotions and feelings. And my feelings were lying to me, making me believe and make believe, imagining things that were not reality. And then, because I got emotional, then the guy taught, told me things that I wanted to hear, and not what was truth. Dare I say, like that saying, you can't handle the truth. And some of y'all today are in situationships with men or women that you can't handle the truth. They told you they don't want you. And it's go for guys too, not just women, because I've been in some situations as well where I was dating men and I made it very clear. This ain't going to end and have the after. We're not going to get in a relationship. And the guy just will let... Will, you know, I, I could convince you. I could make up your mind. No, baby, my mind is made up. <laughs> I told you that I don't want you. And you're not listening. And so we're just going to keep dragging us along. And even though I may hang out with you, I know I'm still out here searching for the right person. Because I made it very clear to you, I don't want you. Men, just like women it's time to step up and be mature it's time to be accountable for you for your actions for your heart that's why the bible says guard your heart for because from it flows everything you have to guard your own heart stop just freely giving it away even friendships that come along one of the things that i learned about studying jesus and his and his level of friendships and discipleships is he had three types of friendship groups. He had out of court friendship groups, he had inner court friendship groups, and he had holy, holy friendship groups. The out of court friendship groups were the 72 plus disciples, followers, people that just wanted to be around him, wanted to see him do miracles, he would travel here and there, far and wide from wherever he was going. So he, he knew them, but they didn't really know him intimately. So it's kind of like what we would say nowadays would be like your social media friend groups or your college or work friend groups. They know you, they don't know they don't know you know you. they just know you, you know a little about them, and that's it, you know, just surface stuff, but they're not really your friends, but but you still label them friends, but they're just outer court friends. Then you have the inner court friends. The inner court friends were the twelve disciples. They went with Jesus everywhere. They ate at his table. They, you know, traveled with him. They, they celebrated with him uh, at the wedding and all that. You know, they they knew some things about Jesus more intimately and personally than the outer court friends did. They were privy to a little bit more information of Jesus. But they didn't know the full ins and outs of Jesus heart. They didn't know his inner thinkings all the time. Then you have, and, and for, for people in the practical sense, that would be your friends that you travel with, friends that you um, celebrate birthdays with and holidays with. You know, they know a bit about you, you know a bit about them, but you're not into this business that deep. Like, they're not your go-to when something happened, good or bad, uh, your deepest, darkest secrets. They don't know that. That's safe for the Holy of Holies. The Holy of holy friends were Peter, James, and John. Three people that Jesus hung out with. They were the ones that when he was at his weakest moment in the garden of Gethsemane before he was to be crucified, they were in the garden with him. They saw him sweat blood and pray and cry and scream out how much he did not want to take the cup of suffering. But he said, not my will, but your will be done. They are the ones that saw Jesus transfigure on a mount of transfiguration when he had a conversation in heaven, so to speak, with Elijah and Moses. They are the three people that saw Jesus at his weakest moments and at his strength. They're the ones that he gave specific instructions to to carry out his master plan, basically, because he knew that they were going to be the ones, the core ones, that would make sure. They were the ones who knew his innermost, darkest secrets, so to speak. That's the same thing with you. Those are the ones that we label nowadays as our best friends. They're the ones that know you inside and out. You don't hide anything from them. You share everything with them. It should only be about three people at the very max in that group. If you got more than that, baby, you got to check your group, baby. Something's off. Because Jesus showed us how to have friends in a court, out of court, holy of holies. Or in the order that it should be, out of court, in the court, Holy of Holies. And in your Holy of Holies, you really should only have max capacity, three people. Three core key people that know you inside and out. Know the skeletons and all. We have to learn how to have friendships like Jesus. And if your friendships are not bettering you, are not elevating you, are not pushing you to be your best self. And that, and when I say that, you know, let me clarify as well, because there's people that say, well, I got friends and they point out my flaws. Uh, a good friend, an, as iron sharpened iron, so a friend sharp as a friend, is not going to point out your flaws. They're going to point out the things that are character traits that you need to change in i talked about it a little bit yesterday if you got a bad attitude that friend's gonna point it out and say hey you got a bad attitude you really need to work on that." and they're going to be at a place where they have already worked on their attitude it's not going to be two bad attitudes on each other that you got a bad attitude because then you got a bad attitude it's like i said in yesterday's scripture and I will it again about matthew 7 you know um Why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite. First, get rid of the log in your own eye. Then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. So it's not about pointing out the bad stuff in your friend that you know you also have. That's why I said it's about elevating to the right status and group of friends. You might be in a place where your friends are exactly like you. They look like you. They sound like you. They think like you. They talk like you. That is bad friends, baby, that you need to get rid of. And the reason why I say that is because they're not pushing you to think differently, to show up differently, to be differently. They don't reflect the world. And what I mean by that is they don't reflect the colors of the world. They reflect the world and maybe the way they talk. But they don't reflect the colors of the world. If you got all black friends, you got a problem there. If you got all Hispanic friends, you got a problem there. All white friends, same thing. I don't care what um, skin color you want to say. You have a problem there. Whatever ethnic group you're in and that's the only friends you have, there's a big problem there. Because there's a huge gap of... Other people, other human beings that you are missing out on, other cultures that you are not privy to, other ways of thinking and doing things that you know nothing about because you are stuck in the circle that you're in. That's what I'm talking about. Of you got to change circles, you can't stay here. You have got to elevate and to mature and grow into new circles and new levels. There's more up ahead for you. You need to have friends, dare I say, like Moses. There's a story in Exodus uh, chapter 17, and it talks about where Israel defeats the Amalekites. But Moses couldn't defeat the Amalekites on his own. Even though, yes, Moses was trained in fighting, but in this moment, he had over a million people to be accountable for. He was the prophet and the one leading them out to their promised land. And so he couldn't do everything. He couldn't be the leader and be the warrior on the battlefield. And so what happens was, is, what happened is that Moses needed uh, those Holy of Holies, I say. He had three other people. He needed Joshua. He needed Aaron and he needed her. And that's H-U-R, <laughs> not H-E-R, H-U-R. And these three people have specific gifts that could help. Moses not only defeat the battle that was up ahead with the Amalekites, but also help him lead properly, help him be the best version of himself. So the story goes like this. While the people of Israel were still in Rephidim, the warriors of Amalek attacked them. Moses commanded Joshua, choose some men to go out and fight the army of Amalek for us. Tomorrow, I will stand at the top of the hill, holding the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did what Moses had commanded and fought the army of Amalek. Meanwhile, Moses, Aaron, and Hur climbed to the top of a nearby hill. As long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage. But whenever he dropped his hand, the Amalekites gained the advantage. Moses' arms soon began began to become so tired he could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and Hur found a stone for Moses to sit on. Then they stood on each side of Moses, holding up his hands. So his hands held steady until sunset. As a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in battle. After the victory, the Lord instructed Moses, write this down on a scroll as a permanent reminder and read it aloud to Joshua. I will erase the memory of Amalek from under heaven. And that's Exodus uh, chapter 17, verse 8 through 14 in the New Living Translation. And what I'm showing you here and what God shows us here is when you have those holy of holy friends, they help you fight the battle. You have one like Joshua that's willing to go right on the battlefield and and go to war immediately. They have the weapons and they're equipped to fight with strategy. Then you have the other two that are Able to to think while you're focusing on the gift or the purpose that God has in store for you. You have the other two that's able to go on both sides of you and help keep you up and help keep you going. That's the Aaron and the her. They're able to speak life into you and strengthen you and encourage you to move forward, to keep going, to keep standing, to keep leading and becoming all that God already knew who you could be. You need the right circle of friends. You can't stay in your comfort zone any longer. It's no longer serving you purpose. God is calling you higher. The question is, will you accept higher? Will you go where God is telling you to go? Will you allow true iron to sharpen you? A true friend or friends to sharpen you. Friends that know what it takes to become better because they've done the work themselves. Not because they read it in some book somewhere or they just, you know, seen it somewhere. So they want to tell you something that they haven't done themselves. No, God is saying that there are friends out there that have done the work themselves. They are in the place and position that you know you desire to be in and they are going to help you. But they're going to sharpen you. They're going to see some things in you that you're going to have to, um, to deal with, to address in yourself. They're going to hold you accountable to you. Don't be upset. Don't be mad at those friends that are showing you accountability. Step up to the plate. Woman up, man up, mature up. Become who you need to become so that you can get to the level you need to get to. I pray this message stirs your faith and that you take this Decision. Heed these words of wisdom that God is saying to, you, to some of you today. That it's time to move. You can't stay here any longer. You got to make a decision that says, I'm going to follow Jesus and make the choice that God is telling me to make. I can't stay here anymore. I need to be sharpened. And God is telling me to let some things go. So when the Lord bless you and keep you. Cause his face is shine upon you. May the Lord of God be gracious to you, show you his favor, and give you his shalom, give you his peace. As always, I want to thank you for listening to the Can I Get a Favor podcast. You can like, follow, and subscribe to my Instagram or YouTube channels. If you go on Instagram, it's at Andrea G's, that's A-N-D as in dog, R-E-A-G-E-E-S as in Sam. Or you can subscribe on YouTube at Andrea Griffin Rogers, that's A-N-D as in dog, R-E-A-G-R-I-F-F- as in Frank, I N as in Nancy, R O G E R S as in Sam. Also, just starting this new venture, while new opportunities will come, help us continue to grow. Your charitable donations and contributions helps keep this podcast going. Here are some ways in which you can give your seed. You can click one of the links in the description, or you can download either the Cash app or the Venmo app. If you download the Cash app, you can find me at Andrea G's. Or if you don't download the Venmo app. You can find me at Andrea Griffin Rogers. Thank you for your seeds and contributions. Take care and God bless.